Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of the Mine After Midnight podcast. I am your host, Chris Mendez, and I am also joined by Isandi, the other host. And this past week, we have both had some very interesting weeks, and we're definitely going to dive in and discuss about them a lot. So starting off, Isandi, um, I haven't seen you since last week, funny enough, so how was your week? Yeah, we don't hang out that much, but yeah, my week was great in terms of TV shows. I watched Squid Games, Fire, I liked it. I watched Venom 2, the movie, Let There Be Carnage, I think is what it's called. Yeah. And I watched All My Block Season 4, great show. The Venom thing, the Venom movie, and All My Block, I'm going to talk about it towards the end of that podcast. Spoiler warning, I'm definitely going to spoil a lot of shit. So if you haven't seen it, when I start talking about it in the end, just click off. Because I'm going to be talking about everything. But Squid Games, I'm going to talk about Squid Games right now. Because I feel like if you haven't been spoiled by Squid Games, it's because you watched the show already. Is that the one where they got to play like Red Light, Green Light, or else they die? It's just it's more than Red Light, Green Light. So let me give you a quick hit. Quick history of the show, what the show's about. General idea. So this you, guy... Wait, you, you saw the whole show already? The whole show. It's one season? Yeah. Okay. I'm hoping for a season two, but yeah, it's one season. Yeah, t- tell me what it's about first. Yeah. So basically, these players are in amounts of debt that are crazy. They're like in millions of dollars because their currency is won. So they're, some of them are like 200 won in debt, which is like a couple million dollars and shit like that. And they get invited to this game um, for money. The way that they're recruited is this guy, I guess he just knows that they have debt. And he shows up at the train. They play a game for like slaps. So if he wins the little game, he gets to slap you. If you win, you get like 10,000 won, which is I believe like a hundred or a thousand dollars. So that's how they get recruited. When they get to the games, they don't know that it's a life or death situation. So they're playing the red light, green light game, which is the very first game. And when they see that, like, the people who keep going after the doll says red light are dying, they're like, shit, this is serious. They just get gunned down by, like... They just get gunned down. Like, the doll can detect motion, so as soon as they she sees somebody move after she says red light, somebody with a gun just comes, pow, just kills them. So, um... That's the main story of the game. Of the game, you just have to like keep playing these games. There's no way to leave. Well, there is a way to leave. If the majority of players agree to leave, they leave the game, which does happen. But then some of them come back. Most of them come back. I think it was like the return rate was like ninety five percent. So people are desperate to like. They come back because they want the money. They want the money, which is like, I think it's like forty million dollars or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's something crazy, but yeah, that's basically what they have to do. And the show is just great because they're kids' games. They're playing tug of war to the death. Can you imagine that? Like, yeah. if you were five and like. I always imagined it was tug of war to the death. Exactly. But mind. imagine, like, after, like, oh, hey, Johnny, like, we're going to play against Chris over here. And if he beats you, I'm going to take this Glock and shoot your brains out. Yeah, like, that's some crazy shit. So the show was just crazy. And the show ends kind of on a cliffhanger. The winner of. The games that we just saw for this season, he um, is trying to take down the games instead of seeing his daughter. He got clowned for it uh, on the internet because people were using like the Drake meme, you know, the hotline bling meme when he goes like this. And he's like the main character of Squid Games, like go defeat a bunch of 
um, dangerous people. Okay, go see my daughter and get on a plane. Nah, I'm good. That's all he has to do. And he has the money for it now. But no, he wants to go off and... I'm going to take down the system. Yeah, I'm going to take down the system and shit like that. But it's pretty crazy because I believe at the beginning of the game, there's like 476 players. Only one person survives. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty crazy. It's like the Hunger Games on steroids. Yeah, but that's basically what I did for my week. I just obsessed over Squid Game. It's a, it's a Korean show or? Yeah, it's a Korean show. It's okay. a Korean show. I watched it in English though. Because mm-hmm. I can't do subtitles for shows like this just because, like, my attention would be at the bottom of the screen. But you used to watch anime. In dub, yeah, for the most part. You never watched any anime sub? No, I did. The ending of Naruto, I watched sub. Just because the dub wasn't out yet and I wanted to finish the show. So I just watched it in dub. Yeah, so, like, you should be used to it. I nowadays, I prefer sub even if it's English or not. Because just in case if I miss what they said, I could just read it. No, no, no. Just because um, I like subtitles on English stuff, just so that I can have it just in case. But yeah, I, when I, I do that too. When it comes to Squid Games, like I noticed that like if you're focused at the bottom of the screen trying to read those sub tiny subtitles, there's like people getting killed, so you're gonna miss that shit because it happens like that like really quickly. So, I, and since the English option was available, then. I just watched it. If the English option wasn't available, I would have watched it in sub. I don't care. It was still, but it would have been a great show. No, yeah, but I feel like once you watch enough things with subtitles, you get to a certain point where you're good enough to where you can read the subtitles and still know what's happening at the same time. Because a lot of people who don't do that, they don't like it because they take too long to read the bottom. Where like, if you like see people who, um, who've watched sub things with subtitles for a long time. It's like they could read it real quick and it's nothing to them. Yeah, but to me, it's like if the English is available, why wouldn't I just pick English? It's right there. Like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't take away. Like for me, it didn't take away from anything from the show. I don't feel like I've missed anything from the show. And I can almost guarantee that if I go back and watch the whole Squid Games again, but in Korean with the English subtitles, I would be like same exact shit. Like I didn't miss anything by watching it in English. Maybe a little bit of emotion, but the, I feel like the characters who did the dub get the emotion right at the right moments. For me, it depends. Because if both are there, then it's whichever voices I think I like better and fit the character better. You I know what I mean? I didn't mind the voices. I think I think they were a little bit off, but it, it didn't bother me that much. So like I would like be like, oh, I'm going to check out the first episode in in um, with subtitles. And see how I like it. And then I'll watch the second episode, English dub, and see which of the voices, which I think are better in my... That's true. But you know what type of person I am? I'm the type of person that I'm I'm lazy when it comes to stuff like this. So if I wanted to read stuff, I'd pick up a fucking book. I wouldn't like go to a show. But that like, doesn't make sense because you used to watch anime a lot. So you would read yes, the but, subtitles. Yes, but if the, if the anime had an English option... A hundred percent of the time, I picked the English option. And you remember, because you used to tell me, just watch it in sub, bro. And I'm like, the English is available. I only did that for animes that weren't available in English. All right. So you're saying that if Squid Game was only available with subtitles, you would watch it with subtitles. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's yeah, fine. That's what I English meant. is just your preferred. It's just preferred. Because like mm-hmm. I said, I, I sometimes I feel lazy. I don't feel like reading. I'm not a very like I mean, read a book type of person. When was the last time you read a book? Now, bro, um, The Catcher in the Rye, like, two years ago. For school or because you wanted to? 
I started for school, but then the class ended and I hadn't finished the book and I finished it on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't read a no last books I read was Scott Pilgrim. But that's like eh, that's like comics. Comics, yeah, yeah. It still kind still of counts a book. though. It still counts. It's a book. I could break it down and you, in depth. You could break it down, yeah. Mm. But that's it. No major you know what? I will give a major spoiler warning for the next thing I'm about to say. Cause I I felt for this guy. You I mean, yeah, you already talked about it now. Cause I was gonna say save it for the end, but yeah, but look, you're already in depth now with it. Major spoiler warning, super crazy, sad moment in Squid Games. So skip like the next, it's not going to be that long. Skip like the next two minutes. There's this guy in the show, right? His name is Ali. And if I could put into words what like the most kind soup human being would be, would be this guy. And the way that he was killed on the show, it's so fucked up. It's crazy. Kind how? Like in the red light, green light game, right? He's just like chilling and then the main character falls over. He's about to die because the the doll said red light. So my man catches him and just stands there oh, still. Oh, I seen that meme where he's holding on to him. Yeah, so he just did that out of like the kindness of his heart and put his life at risk. He came, he went to Korea to like provide for his family because he's from Pakistan. And so he went there to make money. And it was fucked up because like the factory he was working on, he was working at, they did him dirty. They didn't pay him for six months. Mm. So, typical factory shit. Yeah, great guy. And then he gets paired up for one of the games against this guy, and they got marbles in their hands, right? And the the guy he's from Pakistan, so he doesn't know the Korean games, right? So, he's like, they play this game where like you have to guess how many marbles are in the hand, and he won. He won the game, right? But then the other guy is like, please don't kill me. Like we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna get out of this together because they played a different the tug of war game. They played it together, right? So he's like, remember Tug of War? We're going to do it together. And he's like, here, I'll hold on to you. I'll, um, I'll protect your marbles and shit like that. And what he does is like he takes his marbles because to win the game, you got to have 20. So he had 20 because he won the game. And he switched it out. So like he's looking for him because he's like, let's meet up. And like when the clock hits three minutes to come up with a strategy so that we could both get out of this alive. Which you should know by now, like, you're not getting out of this alive. So that was dumb on his part, but this was fucked up because he won the game. The guy goes up to, like, one of the guys. You know what they wear? They wear the red the red suit. He goes up to him, and he's like, look, I got my 20 marbles. And, like, right before the guy's about to get killed, he touches his chest because he had the marbles hanging off his chest, the little pouch. He opens it, and he put rocks in there so it could sound like the marbles. And it was the saddest death because this guy was, like, the reason... Everyone in the last team, or like the last couple teams, he's like one of the main reasons they're alive, because they form a team. And that was his teammate, and he did him so dirty. So the main character did the Pakistan? No, no, no. He's one of the main characters. He's not the winner of the games, but he's like, the main character knows him. They're like, I don't want to say friends, but they grew up in the same neighborhood. The Pakistani guy? No, the the other guy, the one that did him dirty. The Pakistani guy was the one that died. Yeah, it was just... I shed a tear. I don't remember the last time I shed a tear for a show. I shed a whole tear mm. for my mans because he was trying to win the money so he could go back with his wife to Pakistan and his newborn daughter. I feel like it got you that easy? No, because... I feel like the way you're describing it. The way I'm describing it doesn't make it seem like it was crazy, but like when you watch the show, and because he was clueless the whole time. like He's not from Korea, right? He doesn't know the games. He's only in this situation because he needs money bad for his family. Like, everyone, 
the reason why family, you f- family, exactly. Family. The reason why you feel for this guy is because like he's there for family and he doesn't know the games and all this other stuff. A lot of the other contestants are assholes. They're in debt because they're gambling, like throwing money away and shit like that. They're not there for their family mm-hmm. or nothing like that. They're there from themselves. This guy was nice enough to like let these people like help people out and shit like that. And then he gets done so dirty, and the whole it was crazy. Shed a tear, like I said. Think from my from my right eye. Shed a tear. Mm-hmm. It was sad. It was the second. It was the saddest death on the show. Yeah, I think the most amount of memes I saw of it was the pebbles and uh, the tag when he was holding him. Yeah, somebody, somebody was like, somebody was like, you think Adam did, Adam or something did? They were like making references of like the worst betrayals, and they were like, this is what like one top in five. TV shows. Yeah, or in like modern like times or whatever. Well, you know what else is on the list? Um, you seen paid in full? No. Never mind. But in Paid in Full, they're like drug dealers. and Paid in Full. Is that the one with Mark Wahlberg and The no, Rock? No, that's that's Pain and Gain. Oh, okay. Paid in Full. I forgot the actor's name or the character's name, but Paid in Full, basically, there's these drug dealers and they come up together, right? Like they work together. They're all drug dealers together. And then one of the drug dealer's kids gets, um, one of the drug dealer's little brothers gets kidnapped. And the, so he goes to um the uh, one of the drug dealers, and he's like, "You gotta help me sell these kilos. I got fourteen keys in my in my backpack right now. They kidnapped my little brother. So he, all he did was just take out a gun and shoot him and take the take the take the drugs. Doesn't sound that bad, but when you watch I was about the to movies, say, that's top five, bro. Mm-hmm. When you watch it, like the emotion is there because you get to know the characters. Like mm-hmm. me, just telling you, you're not gonna get to know the characters. But if you were like actually watching it. And like spent like ten hours of your day watching this show and like getting to know these characters, you're gonna feel for them. You're gonna be like, that was fucked up. I'm trying to think now what's like a sad betrayal I've seen in a movie or show. Or anime. Anime betrayals happen all the time. I don't don't really watch anime like that anymore. I'm trying to think like movies and shows that I've recently for betrayals. Yeah, that was that that hit. I don't know. I can't Uh, think of any. You know what comes to mind, but it's not that strong. What is it? Um, you remember in Toy Story three where with the fuzzy bear, the Care Bear guy, he betrayed all of them. That's child's play compared to the, what I just said. No, yeah, that's why I'm like ah, that one didn't really hit. You know what a bigger Dude. betrayal is? The bigger betrayal was in I think Toy Story one when Woody hated Buzz and he set Buzz up or something. Yeah, he set Buzz that up. That was a betrayal. They hated each other from the jump. That's still betrayal because they were toys together. They were toys for Andy, and no, Woody would he betrayed Andy because he's supposed to do what's best for Andy's, and he fucking betrayals if they're they're cool at first, and then I guess Woody was never really cool with him at first. It was still it was like a sad betrayal, though, especially for a kids' movie. Don't you think? Nah, I think so. For Toy Story One wasn't even sad. Okay. Three, three, and four. What is we're forgetting ones. about the biggest like little kids' movie betrayal of all time, Lion King. Ah, yeah, I mean... that one hit too. Okay, was Scar's betrayal the biggest or was Simba's the biggest? Because let's be honest, Simba's kind of an idiot. Why do you say that? Because, um... <laughs> it's Wait, so... wasn't Scar the uncle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so stupid. The uncle wasn't betrayed. Simba was betrayed. No, yes, I'm saying, like, who did more slime? Because, yeah, Scar be- um, betrayed everyone and, you know, had his father die mm-hmm. so he could be king. Yeah, that's pretty slimy. But 
it's pretty slimy that Simba ran away and then he met this boar and I forgot what Tumba and Pomone. I forgot Did what I the other creature right? is. I don't remember. Pumba it's been like Pumbaa. 20 years since we've seen this movie. Yeah. He met them. And they, he's talking to them. They're like, oh, bro. Well, hey, lion. Why are you depressed? Oh, um, I just got abandoned from my home. And I saw my dad die in front of my own eyes by my own brother. And they're like, by their, oh, by that's brother. tough. Have you tried not thinking about it? He's like, yo, you're right. But how is that like? Simba doing somebody's slime. He betrayed his pops and his whole fam by forgetting by grieving. He that wasn't grieving. They don't think about it. Okay, Hakuna Matata. And he, bro, he was a grown ass man. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I I guess, but like, no, Scar was much much slimier. I'm because yes, yes, he yes he did forget his father's death. That's terrible. But like, my man Scar literally. Killed his pops because he was jealous of not wanting his pops, not his brother. Killed. Yeah, um, Scar killed Simba's pops. Oh, yeah, 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 because yeah. he was jealous. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what murdering your pops is way more slimy than forgetting about your pops. I mean, he saw his dad die in front of his eyes. Yeah, doesn't he become like a like an adult, like right after? Like, it took years, no, yeah, but the it was a song, but. It skipped years, so he went from a kid to a 18, 21 year Exactly, old. so it took him some time to forget about it. No, he, he didn't just... forget about it right away. Because the song transitions him into an adult, and when he's an adult, that's when he's over it. So you don't know what happened in between that, that, that no, four-year song. No, they show him passed out, they pick him up, and they're like, Hakuna Matata, don't worry about it. And he's like, ah, oh, yeah. I guess. You wanna eat some, is still... It, you want to eat some bugs, bro? Oh, it's fucking lit. <laughs> and then what's even worse, right? Uh, um... Nala finds him, right? Oh, you gotta come back. Scar's pulling some shit. And what does he say? Nah, I don't care. I don't care. And then, but what convinced him to go back? Cheeks. Exactly. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that's every man. But that was his cousin, though. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, incest in Disney movies? Nah, Lion King Ben had incest. I forgot about that. You ever notice every line looks the same? <laughs> It wasn't to save money on their budget. No, no, no. They're all cousins. <laughs> They're all like kids. Bro, you have to keep the bloodline pure. That's disgusting. But it's no, disgusting, but it's real. But bringing it back to your point, Scar definitely did the most slime in the in the movie franchise. Him forgetting about his pops is fucked up. In the Disney movie franchise? Yeah. Him mm. him forgetting about his pops right after he was killed, fucked up. Scar actually killing his own brother. For a throne is more slime. We've seen this a lot of times with royal families or whatever, but it's still slimy, especially for a kid. Like, how did this get approved for a kid's movie? Like, the movie is great, but like, we're like five, six years old watching this shit. Because you don't care. You just care about the songs. That is true. You don't. You don't give a fuck about the songs. That's why Coco Melon is so popular. What? Coco Melon. You ever seen Coco Melon? All right, but it's not for us. That's for babies. No. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't, but yo, the mom from Coco Melon got the fatty. I'm not oh, even gonna no. lie. Yeah, and the teacher they too. They look weird. No, the teacher got the fatty. She reminds me. She reminds me of my old like marketing high school teacher, or business teacher. I forgot what her, what her thing was. Wait, is it the high school teacher that I'm thinking of? Yeah, with the fatty. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm. Th- I was thinking of the other one. No, no, with the fatty. Oh, okay. No, not the one you. No. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, that one. Not that one. Never that one. Ever Never again. that one ever again. But yeah, the 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 teacher from Coco Melon looks like our old high school business teacher who had the fatty. And I, the, and I'm saying this right now, the girl from Coco Melon, the teacher from Coco Melon, could get it any day. She has the fatty. I won't lie. Not about that, but like babysitting my nephew a couple times and having Coco Melon in the background. There was like one or two songs that were catchy. I won't lie. Yeah, but there, a lot of them are really bad. There, there are songs. There are some songs from our childhood, like the wheels on the bus. I think that's on Kogamelon. Yeah, yeah. And the the, I forgot. But the yeah. Are we there yet? Song is on there too. So there's a lot of songs from our childhood that are on there. But yeah, um, Melon is ass though. I think there's. But going back to it, I think there's other big ones besides Scar. But I can't think of any off the top of my head. Oh wait, there's a lot. Can can we say Jafar from Aladdin? Yeah. No, they weren't homies. Oh yeah, they were. They were. He was working for him. No. Yeah, for the for the king. He yeah. was. He was working for him. I mean, he never liked him. But I mean, Scar never liked Mufasa. At least that's what we're shown. No, but Jafar was working with Aladdin. He sent Aladdin to to get the lamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. they were. I don't yeah. know about homies, but they were at least co-workers. I guess. Yeah. Right. Not really. He's like, work for me. You're you're poor. I'll pay you. And you have no option. Like, I get, yeah, that one doesn't count. They weren't home. No, no, I still, I still count that as betrayal. It's betrayal, but it's, it isn't. It doesn't hit deep because it, they weren't homies. Like you gotta be friends. Like if you betray me, that hurts. If the guy but, that but Sc- I, Scar that fixes my tires betrays me, okay, cool. Scar and Mufasa weren't homies though. But they were they were related. Like you know how you have arguments with your like brother and siblings, and you're not homies at the time, but you're still related. So you're not gonna do nothing super grimy. I mean, it's if, like that. Like it's not expected. If Muf- Mufasa banished him to the dark, essentially to the dark side, and to stay there, I don't think they were cool at one point. You know? Yeah, but they were, <laughs> at one point they were cool because they were brothers. They they grew up together. I, I guess at one point, and he could have had this guy killed. Because don't lions do that? Like the weakest or the most evil or whatever. He could have had him killed, but he was like, nah. In real life, to the to the to the dark side. Nah, in the movies, in the movie. Couldn't he just been like pushed you off a cliff because you've been walling too much? I guess, but he's a good guy, so yeah, heroes exactly. don't heroes never kill. Yeah, that's not true. As he gets pushed and stomped out by antelope. Yeah, right. But yeah, I don't know how we got to Lion King. That was my week with Squid Games. I watched that. I also watched Venom and um on my blog. We'll talk about it later. Um and for the rest of my week, nothing much. This week coming up in like a couple of days, I'm starting a new overnight job. I'm kind of nervous. Never worked overnight. But I know you worked overnight. Nope. So you got any like hot tips for me to like not have to do that much work. Or Ooh. not even not to doing that much work, but like to stay up all night. How many days a week are you working? Just three. What but they're like 10-hour shifts, bro. 10 hours? 10-hour shifts. From what time to what time? From like my first shift is a short one. It's from 8.30 to 6.45. Okay. That's about eight hours. but on That's a longer shift than me. Yeah. But on my um on my my little schedule thingy that I checked online, my day like after my first day, um it says I believe it's like six thirty p.m. to six forty five a.m. So about twelve hours, mm-hmm. like ten to twelve hours. Um, the number one thing I would say is definitely for when you start that when you start in like two three days. So this Thursday. Okay, I would say definitely when you start, 
for this week and next week, just make sure that um, I don't know if I told you just before, but make sure um those days and next week that you clear your schedule of whatever other things you're gonna do, because not only you're gonna work really long twelve hour shifts, which are long in itself, but your body isn't used to staying up overnight for that long. So when you come home, you're going to be really exhausted and you're going to sleep most of the day. So you need at least two weeks for your body to adjust to that schedule. Yeah. And the, the crazy part is, is that like if I was working five days a week overnight like you do, then it'd probably be like easier to get into that tune. But I only work three days a week overnight and then three other days a week, I'm working a regular job. Yeah, you're going to hate it because you're going to come home Especially since you're not used to it. You know how it's like working out? How like when you do it. When like you you're work, sore and shit? Yeah, but like it really hurts the first time. And yeah. after you get, it's going to be like that. Because you're going to be really cranky and tired and you're going to hate it. So you need that time to get used to it. And you're yeah. not going to have energy when you come home to do other stuff. But I had a friend that worked at Amazon for like a month. He quit. But he said the first few days were... Um, were really easy. He said the first three days, like his first week, were really, really easy. They are just like showing you around type of stuff. And but, I'm like, really? For like three whole days, they're showing me around? And I'm, he's like, yeah. And I was like, but my shift out like 12 hours. Can't they get that done on like the first day? He's like, nah, there's like a lot of shit that you got to learn. Like my, he said his shifts were like 10 hours. And for the first four, five days, he wasn't doing much. But also, it's important to just now, because remember, you're starting out in the fall. And it's soon going to be holiday season. And that's going to get really crazy. Yeah. So if you don't have the energy for that, when it's even more crazy and more backed up. And you worked at retail before, so you know how crazy holiday seasons get. Yeah. This isn't exactly retail, but it's related to it. Yeah. Or it's going to affect your hours or um, yeah, your it, workload. Yeah, it's definitely going to affect my workload. So yeah, if yeah. you don't have the energy for that, it's going to fuck you up a lot. But I'm just keeping the second job, the job I've had for like three years, mm-hmm. just as in like... Maybe I'll keep it. Maybe I won't. I'm only keeping it right now to see like if I can handle it. Like yeah. if I can't handle it, the other job pays me more than enough that like it covers my expenses that I don't need two jobs. Maybe if you want the other job that you're not working that many hours from, you could probably call a day or two off or something to get used to this one. And then you'll be able to do both. Yeah, because I, I told my boss, I was like, hey, I'm starting a new job, so I'm not going to be here five days a week. They don't even give me five days, but I'm not going to be here five days a week. He was like, cool, what days can you be here? And I told him three days a week, and I told him the three days. But I also let him know it might only be two days a week that I might be able to come here. Yeah. He was like, I would say two was, days to be safe. He was cool, so he was like, let me know. No, but he made it work, though, because, like, one of the days I get home, I, like, from the from the job I just got, my new job, I get, I get home at, like, 7.30 from the, um... I get outside? Home, yeah, that's from outside. Um, I get home from work at, like, 7.30 in the morning, and then I don't have a shift till like, 5 in the afternoon for mm-hmm. for the job that I've had for three years. So that's, like, I have all morning and the afternoon to sleep and, like, recover a little bit. So yeah, my, my biggest thing is definitely that. Clear your schedule so you can get used to sleeping. To Your body will adjust to that. And then the second thing is um, try and, like, I don't know, you don't really cook that much or nothing right now, but maybe, like, go to the supermarket one day and buy, like, stuff that's easy to make or easy to whip in the morning because for you when you come home in the morning the morning now from your from that job is going to be your nighttime and but to like your parents and stuff it's still morning to them so there's not going to really be like a lot of leftovers or like food 
you know, in the fridge because nothing was made yet by the beginning of day. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So you'll definitely want to have stuff because for you, since you're coming home from a long ass shift, so you're tired, you're hungry, and you're cranky. So all you really want to do is you just want to eat and then shower and just go to bed, especially those first two weeks. And it's going to be, you're going to be more annoyed if you have to come home from those long shifts and then there's nothing here. So then now you have to make something, which doesn't take long, but it's just going to be annoying to you because you're going to be really cranky. Now it's annoying. And like I said before, on on Sundays, I get home from one job at like seven in the morning and then I got the other job in the afternoon. So I'm not trying to waste time. Exactly. You know, two hours whipping it up and shit. Like, that's mad way. You're not going to have left enough time. You just want to eat quickly, shower and take a quick nap and whatnot. Yeah. So no, I could get my, my full like six, seven hours, but I, I still don't want to waste too much time doing that. And you also have other stuff to do. Yeah. Right. I got the podcast. I got homework. I'm still in school and shit like that. Yeah. So, so like for me, for example, um, what I do is um, every now and then when I come home, I either, I'll either have like some cereal because mm-hmm. cereal, it's not healthy, but cereal in general, is, you know, it's quick to whip up and eat. Yeah. Cereal's not too bad though. Um, sometimes what I'll do is, um, I'll make like, you know, you, you know, those, um, microwavable oatmeal packets. I don't like oatmeal though. You don't? No. Do you like no. oats? No. None of that? Oh. No. Cause I was going to say what I do. I'm more of like a hot pocket type of guy. Oh, I hate hot pockets dude. Ever what? since high school. Yeah. I, I've stopped eating. I've hot only pockets. had them like twice in my life, but they're decent. They're not bad. Uh, I feel like they're overrated. I, in my opinion, there's way better like frozen like foods. Yeah. But then... Like, to be fair, when I get home at, like, 7 in the morning, am I going to want a Hot Pocket? I doubt it. Yeah. But, um, because I was going to say, if you like oatmeal, what I usually do, which some other people might do this, too, is, like, I'll, like, come home, I'll take two of the packets, put in a bowl, put some milk, heat it up, and then I'll add, um, some ground cinnamon, banana, and peanut butter, and, like, mix it. And it's it tastes pretty good. It has like a good amount of protein and it, it keeps me full. So that's why I like that. But yeah, you just got to see what some quick stuff you get. Maybe um, you could get those, what do they call them? The Jimmy Dean like frozen breakfast sandwiches. Oh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like you could just come home, heat it up and then that's it. So you just got to see what's get some stuff either that you can make quickly or you make some stuff before and then leave it and make sure nobody touches it. So when you get home, it's just there for you. Yeah, facts. Yeah. And then every now and then, you know, you could buy food, but you don't want to buy food all the time. Yeah. Uh, food, I'm not too worried about. What I was nervous was that, like, I've worked one overnight shift because one time, old job, they asked me, hey, you want to work overnight? And I was like, sure. What time? They were like 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. I was like 17. So I was like, fuck it. I'll do it. Um. Damn, they were asking you that at 17? I had just turned 18, I believe. Like a few months. Like a few months. Um, okay. Yeah, because I don't think you guys are 17-year-old. But I was like freshly freshly 18. Um, and they asked me to, to stay, and I was like, sure. And then I had class at 9 in the morning, so I was just like, oh, I'm going to stay at work. Because I know the, the, the star crew used to come in in the morning at 5. And they did. And then I was like, can I help out the stock team till 7, 7.30? And they were like, yeah, sure, more hours. And I was like, I bet. And I believe I got paid time and a half because that's not like my scheduled time. So um, I did that. And then I'm thinking like, oh, I'm going to just be able to go to school because I only had one class that day for like an hour and a half. And I was like, 
oh, and like my job was like a couple blocks away from the school. So I was like, well, I'm going to just be able to go to school real quick. And then, bro. Yeah. It, bro, it hits. It hits when you're like about to leave yeah, the job. I clocked out. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, my body did this like subconsciously. And I just got on the train to go home. I didn't walk straight to the thing. I got like my body, and then he's like one second. I was I was at work. I, yeah, next thing I knew no, I was home. When I realized that, I was like, "Fuck, I'm, I'm supposed to go to school," and I was like, "I'm not. I'm not walking back up the stairs." I was like, "Fuck that." Got yeah. on the train, went home, got a bacon egg and cheese, and then went to bed. Didn't wake up at all. The professor saw me the next day. He was like, "Why?" This is a funny story. He was like, "Why didn't you show up to class yesterday?" And I was like, "Oh, I was working overnight last night." He was like, "Oh, you work overnight?" And I didn't correct him. You know. Instead mm-hmm. of saying, no, I don't work overnight, you know, it was just a one-time thing. I was like, yeah, I work overnight. He was like, oh, okay. So he was like, oh, if you ever need, like, um, to take a day off or anything for school or whatever, um, don't worry about it because I know you're working overnight and that's tough. Yeah. Bro, he should not have said that to me because I didn't go to class, I think, I didn't go to class for, like, the next three weeks for that class. And then I didn't do the midterm, but he let me make it up. And then the final presentation, I did the final essay, but not the final presentation. I didn't show up that day. He still gave me gave me a B plus because I emailed him and I was like, sorry, overnight work or whatever. I lied to him, but whatever. I hope he doesn't hear this or see this one day. Um, to be fair, though, that's a nice pers- professor because a lot of them, if you told him that, a lot of them just don't care. Yeah, he was so nice. Yeah, he was so that nice. Was, that was nice of him. He was like, and he gave me, a, he was, I think my grade on, on the blackboard thing was like a, a C or a C plus. And he gave, he bumped it up a whole letter grade. Mm-hmm. He gave me either a B or a B plus. I don't remember, but he hooked it up. I was tired from work, but cause I used to work till like two in the morning though. Yeah. So it wasn't a complete lie, but I didn't work overnight. I would, it's late, but like. It's not overnight. Coming, leaving two in the morning, it hits way different than like coming home when the sun's starting to rise. Yeah. Cause. Like, I would be at work till, like, midnight or 1 sometimes, rarely 1. And then what I would do is I would just, like, go get pizza with my coworkers till, like, 2 or 3 in the morning. Yeah. So, that's what I was doing. The other advice, which just popped to my head while I was talking to you, is definitely on your breaks, on your lunch break, whatever, try and take small naps from time to time. Because cause not only to have energy for work, but also because um, you said you're driving there, right? Yeah. So definitely take naps because you don't want to drive on the road too tired because then that's dangerous in of itself and you want to have enough energy to make it home safely. Yeah, but I, I don't know if I'm going to take naps during my breaks because... It depends how long your breaks are, but at least like try and get some form of rest, you know? Yeah, no, no, no. Because what I was thinking, this is what I was going to do. On my breaks, I was just going to eat some food or chill or whatever because if I fall asleep, my alarm is not going to wake me up. How long are your breaks? I think 30, I get two 30-minute breaks. And your lunch break? But they're separate. Those are my lunch breaks. Oh, so you have one 30-minute break and one 30-minute lunch break. Yeah. Okay. And the 30-minute break, you can do your regular 30-minute break. It can be any time? I have no idea yet. Okay. But the job hasn't told me this. It was my buddy who used to work there. He was like, you get get an hour break, but they split it up into two. Okay. You get like 30 minutes first and then 30 minutes later. So that's, that's what it is. For my job, I get a 30-minute regular break, and then I get an hour lunch break. You get paid for both of those? No, I don't get paid for my lunch. I clock out for lunch. Okay. Because if I if I didn't clock out for lunch, then technically I'd be working a nine-hour shift. Okay. Yeah. Also, you you get um, 
You just get paid the 30 minute break. Yeah. Okay. I'm only clocking out for lunch and then I'm coming back in once it's done. Yeah, because I believe he said that the one of the 30 minute breaks is not paid, so you clock out, but the other one is. Then the one that's not paid, that's probably, that's most likely your lunch break. That should be. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and I'll probably take that first before the other one. Because it's required that you have to clock out. I think by New York State, you have to clock out for lunch, I think. Before, yeah, before the first five hours. Of yeah, the, by law, gym. like, they have to give you a mandatory break. No mandatory 30 minutes break before mm-hmm. you, um, if you work a five-hour shift. I'm lucky, though, because at my job, since I'm overnight, for the day shift people, they only get a 15-minute break and a half-hour lunch break. But I guess because we're overnight and we're not, like, dealing with customers and stuff, we're just stocking yeah. stuff. We get and a little bit longer. your shifts are probably longer, too, than theirs. Maybe. I work from 9 to 5. I mean, 9 to 6. So it's an eight-hour shift because I clock out an hour for mm-hmm. lunch. So, yeah. Okay. That's not bad. But definitely keep those three things in mind. Even if, like, if you didn't get to sleep during... um, I was going to sleep in the car for, like, yeah, an hour. I was going to say, even if you get to sleep during your shift, just, like, get in your car and, like, maybe take, like, a small nap or even just rest your eyes for, like, you know, 20 minutes, it's going to go a long way. Yeah. Because in the morning without traffic, it only takes me like 30 minutes to get home. Yeah, it's going to be easier because um, cause you work on the weekends. So at that time in the morning, the highways are empty. Super empty. So I would say don't rest for too long because if you can get on the highways before cars start to come, you can like fly home. Yeah. Because that's like what I do. 30 minutes, yeah. Literally like on, because I work Wednesday through um Sunday. On those Saturday mornings. I know it should be empty. I can get. I literally can get home in less than ten minutes. That's crazy. And I'm just like going like fifty on the highway. That's crazy. And that's just because it's empty. Yeah, for New York, going fifty on the highway consistently. That's yeah, pretty rare. I just go consistently all the way to my exit, and that's I can weird. get home in like ten minutes. Yeah, I've witnessed that because like sometimes I'll go to Jersey with my mom, and it's like an hour drive, but we'll leave like really early in the morning to spend like the whole day at my aunt's house. We'll leave yeah. at like six in the morning. We get it's an hour. Every other time we go, it takes like an hour. Mm-hmm. I've been there in like 35, 40 minutes before. Yeah. So rest Not a bit. Taking but the toll too. Make sure because especially since you're tired and cranky, you're going to be more mad if you're stuck in that traffic, you know? Yeah. And where I come from, like if I wait till like 8, like 8, 30, 9 o'clock, there's a lot of traffic if I wait till that time. For me, once it hits like 6, 45, 7, that's when the traffic gets really bad. But I head out at 6. So I usually, I leave, by the time, I clock out at 6, by the time I get to my car, it's like 6.06. Mm-hmm. So I like sit there for maybe a couple of minutes, and then I leave by like 6.10 sometimes. I clock out at 6. But if I really want to bounce, then I, I'll go in and just dip right away. Oh. I clock out at 6.45, so almost 7. I'll probably be in the car by 7. You clock out at, your, at the new job at 6.45? Yeah. Yeah, so definitely rest, but not too long, because probably around, because especially... Because how long does it take you to get home from there? No traffic or traffic? No traffic. No traffic? Like 30 minutes. Maybe less. Because think about it. If you leave at your job at 645 and you get to your car and you leave, let's say that's like 650 and it takes you half an hour, that's 720. There's going to be some, you're going to hit some traffic at that time, even though it's the weekend. You know what I'm happy about though? And then you have one or two days where it's a weekday, right? Just one day. Yeah, so that one day is going to be worse. But that's just one day, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm happy about, though? What? That the days that I picked, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 
they don't clean my street on those days. So I could just go home and park my car on any street and I'm good. Like I could just park my car, go to sleep and I'm good. And you're coming home in the morning. So there's going to be a lot of spots. So yeah, there's so always when, a lot of spots. So when there. people leave from work, you're just getting home because that's what happens with me. Yeah, so I I'm up, I know I'm gonna find a spot like that, and then I could just come up and um. Yeah, it won't take you long. And go to bed, or I could find find a spot like super close to the crib too. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. like the other day I got home at like midnight, I had to park like eight blocks away. Damn eight. Yeah. I don't even park that far when I come home late. Eight block, cause I didn't feel like waking up the next morning, like yeah. early to move it, so I parked like eight blocks away. There's time if I come home late. I can park near like a meter, but I have to move it before six. But I'm like, if I'm too tired, it's like, I know. Even if I put an alarm, I'm asleep right through it. So I just park farther so I can just rest longer. Damn, six. When I when I get home late, the meter that I park it at is like 8.30. Nah, it's like six for me. That's so crazy. If I came home at like eight or whatever, then sure. But like, there was times I came home at 2 a.m. And I'm like, I'm not going to wake up in less than four hours. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be out. So I'll just park far. But, um, but yeah, sorry to cut you off, but I would say definitely those three things, especially clearing your schedule so you can sleep, keep those in mind. And then you you could let it, you could let it slide a little bit once you get adjusted to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But thanks for the tips. I really yeah. appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, my, that was my week and I'm not even done yet, but how was your week? For me, I had a, I had a good, most of it was okay, but I had a really good day on Saturday cause, um, what happened Saturday? I will get into that, but first, just to the other quick stuff. Um, what was the first? Oh, today I showed you earlier, but um, for the Nintendo game Super Smash Bros, they revealed the final Smash character DLC, and it's Sora from Kingdom Hearts. And I'm not the biggest. I'm not even a Kingdom Hearts fan like that, but I am happy about this one because a lot of people. This was like one of the most if not the most requested characters to come in the game and it's hard to get him in because of just all the guidelines and loopholes you have to go to to get approved so it was happy to see that like they were able to get him in as like the final character and whatnot that was good i have no idea anything about kingdom hearts never played it never even heard of it i i try to get into it but the story's too complicated and one of my biggest things about it is that they have all these a bunch of other side games and stuff, but the problem with them that that turns me off from it is that all the side games are important for the main story, so you can't really skip anything or else you're gonna be even more lost. So that was the one thing that bugged me was that I have to go out of my way for all these other side games, and they're not even from what I heard, some of them are really bad, but because it it's so important to the main story, I it's an I have to know what happens and stuff if it was a side game and it was and if it did its own side story which and it didn't tie into the main story and i could just play the main ones and i'll be fine then yeah i would have got into it but literally because of that that's what like turned me off of me and the fact that the story is just so confusing i tried watching like youtube videos to get an understanding for it but i was like i'm still fucking lost yeah that's too much work when a video game makes me do too much work i get turned off by it i like uh, people don't like this but i like simple games i like the simple games I'm, the only game I'm excited... I don't even have a PS5 yet, but the only time I'll buy a PS5 is when Skate 4 comes out. Hit me up when Skate 4 comes out. I'll be the first one to buy a PS5. But for right now, eh, not really into it. I like the simple games because I don't really game like that too much. Like, I'll pick up a controller now and then I won't pick it up again for like three weeks. So I need a game that's easy and I can just pick up whenever I'm like bored. It's just to like... It's like relaxing time for you. Just yeah. downtime. 
it's just like that. Yeah, downtime for the mm-hmm. most part. Because yeah. like any like other my other hobbies that I have like art or like hanging out with friends or movies or shit like that, um, or even the podcasts are, are more of a priority. Like they're things that I enjoy more than video games. Like I always loved video games as a kid, but like after a certain age, I think like fourteen, fifteen, it just lost the love for like the games. Nah, most nah. of them. I there are. There are some people like you who like video games to them is just that's just downtime when I'm free and just to like chill and relax and play something simple. Yeah. But there are others when like, you know, you want to play something because you really enjoy and you want the challenge. No, and I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say I'm like a mix of both because I have some games where like I'm really into and like, oh, I'm a I'm a play this on the hardest difficulty and try and do, you know, fight the toughest bosses and stuff. But I also have ones where like if I'm just tired or not in the mood, I'm like, oh, I'm just I'm basically like something that you can play with your when with your brain off so you don't have to think about it yeah well basically yeah something with my brain off like just come home from like a long days of school or work mm-hmm. and then just like if i feel like it turn on my p4 play like i don't know 2k or something like it. you don't require like anything like no brain function yeah for me that game for a while has been on rocket league oh i like rocket league because it's fun i suck at it but i like yeah it. i'm not good either but like I don't know, that one's relaxing to me because I don't really think a lot when I play it. And at the same time, if I'm with you or other friends, it's more f- like a, let's just play something while we chill and talk. Yeah, you're way better at it, though, because I we've played Rocket League a handful of times, mm-hmm. and I've only made a goal, I think, twice. Nah, twice. But I don't play it consistent like that. But even when I was, I, I was okay, but I never really like put a lot of time into it. It was like casual. What was that other game with the, with the, with the funny... The colorful world that we played. Cuphead. Really like, no, 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 not Cuphead. Me, you, and I, and our other friend played it. Which one? Oh, um, Fall Guys. Fall Guys was fun. I liked it. Yeah. Simple games like that where like you could. That it one. It feels like these games feel like you know if you were to have a game night, like a yeah. modern day game night where like no board games and shit like that, you would play these games like with your friends. Funny you say that. I do know games that like. If like if we all ha- if all our friends were in the city and we all met up one night, I do have games where we could play like it's like they have like a pack of different board video games we could play, but they're really fun because yeah. I did it in college. There there is one that I really want to do where um, you like face each other in rap battles, but <laughs> That'd you have be to, funny. But you have to write it out and you have to, they give you like a challenge of like certain words to use or rhyme, but it's funny because, um um. The theme is like it's like these robot rappers that are saying it to each other. Mm-hmm. So they're saying it in like a monotone voice. So it's funny because when they say it, what you said. There's no emotion. Yeah. Or like the message doesn't come out as clear. That's funny. Yeah. That's really funny. You know what I've been liking a lot lately is board games. Me and my girl have been playing board games. Look at board game mm-hmm. right here. And I left a couple in my car, but we've been playing some board games. Mm-hmm. And it's been so much fun. So much fun playing these board games. I haven't played board games in a long time. We but played, they're fun. They're fun. We played Connect Four, and I gotta That's say, basic. no, I love Connect Four. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, we played Connect Four, and guess what? In the actual real life version, where like you have the tangible pieces, you put them into the thing. I'm undefeated. She hasn't beaten me yet. I'm undefeated. Wait, the tangible what? The tangible one, because there's also the the iPhone one that we play uh, too. Uh. Like, cause we can't meet up every week, so sometimes we'll like FaceTime and play the games, the little games on the iPhone, and Connect Four is one of those. She's being me a couple times. I'm not gonna lie. I took a couple L's on the on the iPhone, but um, but Connect Four real life. I'm still undefeated. Hit my line if you want to play me. The one Connect Four game I like was I don't know if they still have it. 
There's multiple Connect Four games. No, but this version was um. I went to Dave and Buster's, mm-hmm. in in the city on Forty Second Street. Dave and Buster's be having like the wackiest versions of like the simplest games. No, but this one I liked, cause it was Connect Four, but the the what do you call them? The pieces. Mm-hmm. The pieces were basketballs, so you had to um, shoot it into the part. That that, that sounds, was fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of felt bad because the person I was with, she didn't know like I play ball, so I was like, oh, oh what's stuff. this? A basketball? I've never I, held yeah, this thing I, in my lie, hand. I lied. I was like, good, go first. I was like, I, I never shot a ball in my life. Ah, oh, you fucking liar. <laughs> yeah. You smoked it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was the other thing. But the main thing that happened was um. <clears throat> So, um, I talked to you, Sandy, about this off camera, but, um, over the summer, I didn't really have, like, so I don't know if y'all know, but clearly Sandy's in a relationship and I'm single, and I told him that, like, I wasn't really, like, focusing on dating and stuff at the time, but I told him, like, once we get the pod into motion and get that set up, I would make more effort, you know, trying to go on more dates and, like, go in that direction, and um so i was just like um hitting people up on social media you know trying to talk to someone and see where things go and um i recently talked to this girl that i haven't talked to in a minute um for the pod you know who i'm talking about but i won't say her name mm-hmm. we'll call her um margarita pizza girl i you think know, you know why even before the podcast we always gave girls that we were talking to nicknames, at the time right? nicknames yeah. like we never used real names i don't know why because it was just us in private convos but we never used real names yeah so um i i started talking to margarita pizza pizza girl again pizza girl pizza girl easier mm-hmm. to pizza girl again and um it was good because um i felt like when we were like close and stuff and like you know, doing that thing. Mm-hmm. It it was like we just suddenly just stopped talking to each other. So it kind of felt like I didn't get like that closure. Like, you know, things felt like they were going good or whatever. Like, so, like you didn't know why yeah, things happened? Did she and, tell you? No, yeah, I'm going to get there. Okay. And like um, my bad habit I used to do at the time is like, you know how when like somebody doesn't respond to you or say something. So you start to overthink it and you get in your own head. Yeah. So I that. That um I used to do that because for her specifically with that. And it was bad because I know a lot of guys have this bad habit of like they just self sabotage and assume things when nothing really happened. So it was just good because we, we hanged out again on Saturday after talking the day before and we were just able to clear a bunch of those things up and just, you know, basically go into depth and explain those reasons why such and such things were happened. And to what it usually is why she was like that wasn't my fault specifically it was just something else that was going on with her but you know you just don't know that so you have the bad habit of assuming because like in the moment you're like she not hit me back up she's not feeling me so instead of asking her like hey is there something wrong you do you either like stop responding or you do some like dickhead shit and then you be like an ass or something and then it leads to y'all not talking anymore but i'm glad that you said it's an old habit and you fixed it because makes sense. Yeah, but it took a while though, cause like, you you like you said, you think about it, and then you start to overassume things, and it's like you let your your ego get to your head. Yeah. And then because of that, like for me at least, my pride came into play, and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna hit her up. She could hit me up. She could hit me up. Why should I do that? Blah blah blah. And yeah. so it was like that for a bit, 
And it took a while because this is basically like about a year that I now decided to like, let me just hit. I hit her up before, but it was just like a small question or whatever. Yeah, but like the reason why it takes a while is because you got to go through the experience first and like actually sit back and think about it. Like in the moment, you're mm-hmm. in your feels, so you're not going to think about it. But like in due time, if you were interested in that person and you felt like you fucked up, like subconsciously you knew that mm-hmm. you fucked up. So then you'll go back and revisit that. But it's def- it's always going to take at least some amount of time, weeks, months, depending on the type of person that you are. It's going to take some time, of t- some type of time for you to realize that you were wrong. Because your mind knows you're wrong. Subconsciously, you knew you fucked up. But you didn't want to revisit it because of your ego, like you said. Yeah, your pride. Your ego, your pride is like hanging over the edge, like controlling you and shit like that. But like once you take a step back and you go back to that situation and you're like... No, I'm the one who messed up. Then that's when you're like, you can move forward if you want to move forward, or you can revisit it if you want to revisit it. But it it's always gonna take some some amount of time depending on the person. Yeah, so it was um, it paid off like you said because you kind of basically like what you thought kind of like goes away, and you get like a little bit of relief because you're able to clear the air with that person after so long. But also, it's like it's a good sign because like you're both mature enough to talk about that because you know some people are just petty enough to where they don't want to ever talk about it just move on and whatnot yeah and those are the people that you don't revisit those are the people yeah. who are like you know even if they're being petty you you know you try to find closure and you just move on but if they're actually trying to you know be honest and let you know and let you in and tell you why things didn't work out and if they're willing to revise you go back to that yeah so um it was very good that we were able to do that and get that cleared because it cleared up a lot of things for me that I wasn't sure about and, you know, didn't really know and vice versa for her. So that worked out pretty well. And I think that um, it goes for females, too, because, they, you know, everyone gets wrapped up in their own heads. Oh, it definitely goes for females because I know plenty of females that were like, oh, he didn't hit me back up. I'm not hitting him back up. Yeah. So I definitely think like a lot more people, even if it takes a bit, a lot more people should reach out to those people. If if things ended on a good term, you know, and yeah, just, you can hit them back up and just wonder why, because if you let that sit and keep eating in your brain, it's yeah, you could push it back, but it's always going to sit there. And at some point you're going to think about it and it's just going to fuck you up again. Yeah. If you need the closure, go look for the closure. Like if, if it ended on good terms, then yeah, um, get closure. If it ended on bad terms, then I would say no. To be honest, if it ended on bad terms, but you don't hate the person. You could try to find if they're a reasonable person, yeah, and they're not super petty about it. You could try to find closure. Yeah, yeah, uh, but it, it depends. It depends on the situation because if it ended on bad terms, you don't like this person and they're petty. Not a good idea. But yeah. if it ending on bad terms, and it's been like a year, you know this person's not typically petty. You don't hate the person. You just want some closure. You want to. You can hit him back up, and you know, if you know the person is not gonna act that way, you could find some closure. It doesn't mean you want to do anything or go back to them or nothing like that. But just find some closure. It's always good to like go find some closure if you can. Yeah, if, you, so. if you need it. You know, not everybody needs closure. There are people that go into these relationship entanglements, hookups or whatever, and they don't need closure. They just they just move on. Some people naturally, you know, move on. Other people need closure. Yeah, so that was really important. And just for context, the reason why I call her Pizza Girl is basically one time um we like met up to like we were talking for a bit and then um we like met up to like do a hookup or whatever at a hotel and we decided to smoke and it was the first time I smoked. So 
you know, the first time when you do it, it, it really hits you. Mm-hmm. So it really hit me hard. And I came from work as well. Like, I didn't really sleep. So I came home, I showered, and then I, I went over to meet up with her. So I was starving. So we got, like, we went to this pizza shop, and I never had a margarita slice before. And she told me it was really good. So we got a whole pie. And, like, we were literally in the hotel. Like, the office was playing. I ate, like, I literally ate, like, six slices straight while just watching The Office. Now, be honest with me. And it was so good. Did you pipe to The Office? Did I? I don't remember. Because that's disgraceful to my mans over here, Michael Scott. It was was just funny, though, because since I was high as fuck and hungry, I, like, dogged in a row, and it blew my mind. So from that day, margarita pizza became my favorite pizza. But it really? was funny, yeah, because one of the moments I do remember, obviously, besides just hooking up, was like, I was just laying in bed, just chilling. And I never really watched The Office like that before, mm-hmm. but I saw a couple episodes straight, and none of them really made me laugh. But what did get me is, I'm sure you remember this, the beginning of the episode, it was like, they were trying to make a record, break a record for um, for um, being speed? quiet in The Office. Oh, uh, yeah, like how many? Yeah, how long could they be long? quiet? And it, then like wasn't well, the regular like two minutes or something? It was like something that? short. It was but like what killed minutes. me was um when the fat guy ruined it because he ate something, he just yelled out, "Oh yeah, Kevin! Oh yeah!" I don't know why, but I wasn't expecting to say that, and that just had me rolling. But if you know the show, like that's that fits his character so well because like if you see leading up to it, every single character is like, "Oh my god!" They're like looking at him unwrap it. And they're like, oh, my God, he does this every time. Oh, he's he gonna, always says that? He's going to say it. No, like, that was the first time he said it on the show, but it's something he would do. Oh, okay, okay. Like, him just, like, eating something and saying something out of pocket or something like that. Ke- Kevin. But, yeah, that, that line just, I was off. I was rolling. It was funny. It was funny. Yeah, the record was, like, 14 minutes, I believe, which is crazy. <laughs> that an office building doesn't go more than 15 minutes without freaking, um... But, you know, yeah, um, that... In general, it helped a lot because you you basically get that weight off your shoulders and that thing in your head just clears up. So you're able to like, basically, you're able to move forward for me to like going on more dates or talking without carrying that baggage. Because a bad habit that a lot of people do is like if they have like some shit from a past relationship that fucked them up and they don't focus on dealing with it. That's like emotional baggage they carry. And then whoever they date next, they like put it on them, on that person. Yeah. Especially if you've been in a in a longer relationship, a couple months, maybe a year, and you have stuff that you haven't dealt with, and y'all broken up or whatever, and you haven't had closure, definitely go back to that, because that's definitely going to affect your next relationship. You know, if you knew a person, went on a couple of dates, that's not really going to add baggage to you. Like, you're fine. Like, just forget about the person, move on. But if you were in a relationship with somebody for a significant period of time, and you really got to know them, then... Don't freaking just move on like that. If you need the closure, go and get the closure. Yeah, and it's and it's not fair to the other person you're like starting to date or talk to because it's like they just got to know you and you're like, here, this is all my trauma and shit that I dealt with before. And they're yeah. like, what the fuck? Because like, technically, I just met you. This has nothing to do with me. Yeah, it's not their responsibility. You know, a lot of people are nice, so that they might carry that weight on their shoulders. But some people are not gonna do that. Like, if you have if you have problems or you know, insecurities from your last relationship and you didn't solve it, you can't expect your next boyfriend or girlfriend to deal with that. That's not, that's not their, that was there before they got there, you know? Yes, you love them, they're gonna try to help out, but like, 
you should really try to get that fixed before you get into a major relationship with somebody else. Because if not, it's going to ruin the next relationship and the one after that and the one after that. And you're never going to have like a, a great relationship with somebody. Yeah, and I, I think that also turns into a bad habit for a lot of people because when dating and stuff, because of that, it makes people tend to like um, the person that they give the emotional baggage to they're kind of like forcing them to like, I need you to be this type of person for me. And it's not fair on them because now they have to kind of like change. Yeah. They have to change and not be themselves and they get, you know, some in the moment you get wrapped into it, but then you start doing stuff that like wouldn't fit your personality. You're not the type of person to do that. And then you realize when you stop talking to them, you don't do those things at all. And you're like, that was never like me. What I ever did that. And that was cause like you liked them and they, not necessarily they did it always, but you could have that mindset, too, where you're just like, oh, I, I got to be exactly what they want. And that can go for both male and female. But that's also kind of like a bad habit that people do that. That's not healthy because you're 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 not being you, your genuine self. And if you're not being your genuine self in a relationship, then that that get, defeats the purpose of a relationship, essentially. Yeah. And even if the person who had a bad experience in their last relationship doesn't directly say you got to act this way because of my past insecurities they're going to notice your insecurities the the new person that you're with they're going to notice notice your insecurities and they might change because of that you know but if that's not the person who they are and they're changing for you that's most likely a short-term change they're not going to be able to do that forever people don't you know once people have their set personalities they don't really change that much to be honest and it's not fair for them to have to change. But if you realize the problem early on and you get closure and, you know, you deal with those insecurities, then your partner is not going to want to change and stuff like that. They're going to want to be themselves. And that's what's going to lead you to have a nice, healthy relationship. I mean, we're not experts or nothing like that, but it just makes sense that, you know, those insecurities, if you bring them from your last relationship over, is definitely going to put some weight on your relationship. And it's it's only a certain amount of time to, like, one of you guys gives out and it just ruins it. It's fine to bring it because every, no matter who you are, everyone has insecurities at the end of the day. But it is not fair to put that on your partner and make them responsible for it. Because at the end of the day, that is your stuff and you have to deal with it or else it's never going to be solved. And you're always going to feel whenever you think about that or something affects you that reminds you of that, you're always going to feel shitty about it. Yeah, I'm not talking about like insecurities you've had your whole life or like everybody has insecurities i'm not telling you to get rid of your insecurities but let's say in your past relationship your boyfriend was a, like a pathological am i saying that right pathological? pathological liar yeah pathological liar he cheated on you a ton of times and stuff like that and you're you're insecure at that about that you should be you know he did that shit um but that doesn't mean that the next guy you meet is going to be like that you know so it's not fair for you to like not be trusting him all the time and stuff like that yes you build trust but if he's never giving you a reason to like not trust them and stuff like that you can't be acting crazy because a lot of girls do this like they get cheated on once and then they're going around getting new boyfriends and shit like that and they're treating them crazy because they're acting crazy like the guy remember the video with the girl with the bat the bat yeah she she fucking um oh when she broke his window she broke his window because he bought her a cake yeah <laughs> it no. was crazy you're, you're bringing like these insecurities, which you're allowed to have insecurities, but these you're acting basically kind of crazy and stuff like that. And you're doing this and it's not fair for your partner who has never, you know, indicated that they cheated or nothing like that. And it's just better to deal with it. Like, it's annoying. People don't want to have these tough conversations. But once you have this tough conversation, you deal with it, you can move on. That's the good part. Yeah, I 
to give an example of that, I did that to Pizza Girl one time because last year, when we first started talking, um, we 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 um we talked about like or things were hinted at going at, at a relationship or going that direction. But um, I was still in school, and I was going to school upstate, and with my last ex, it didn't work out well because of long distance. So because of that, I didn't like want to do long distance because I didn't want to go through that again. But because of I, I basically like imbued what happened with my ex to her. And yeah, from my experience, you can say that like, I didn't want that to happen again, but also it's like, she's a completely different person. So it wasn't fair to me to like put that judgment on her when like, I would, I wouldn't even know how to work out with her or give it that chance. Yeah. It's like you stopped anything from happening before yeah. it, it could actually like develop into anything. Exactly. So you I know? had that bad habit of, self-sabotaging and that kind of like fucked things up for a bit too yeah like we both said earlier you let you brought in that old insecurity from your past relationship into the new one and you didn't even give this girl a chance you know mm -hmm. guys girls everybody does this you didn't even give this girl a chance when you never know you know by if you did give her a chance by this time you might still be together you might been a perfect couple or something like that mm -hmm. you know you at least gotta give it a chance let it let things grow i know it's hard and most people are gonna be like well, yeah, I got cheated on once, so, you know, I, I, I got to keep my guard up. That's fine. You can keep your guard up and stuff like that, but don't let that stuff, Don't assume everyone's like that. Yeah, don't let that stuff from the past, like, hold you back because that's all it's doing. It's holding you back. And if you're feeling that way, it's going to be hard. But, like, once you're comfortable with them, like, let them know, like, hey, I'm acting like this because this guy cheated on me or this girl and she did this, that. And when I see you do those things, it kind of reminds me of that. And I know it's not fair that to you, but I'm working on that. Yeah. I, it it is hard know. to say, but like, let them know bit by bit and be more open with that. Because yeah. surely they'll understand it and that will help you deal with it better. Obviously, you don't got to tell them on like the first date or nothing, but... I, let's be honest. If it's like a hookup or whatever... You, or don't, like you a, don't got to worry about that. Yeah, obviously no. But like, if it's like a friends with benefits and it's been happening for a minute or like this is someone you're dating and like have intentions of taking it further, then at, at some point when you're comfortable enough, you yeah, can say that. Friends with benefits, if there's no intention of moving that anywhere, then no. You don't really have to bring it up yet. But if you see that there's friends and benefits or whatever, if there is intentions for relationships from both sides, then you should let them know. I will only say friends with benefits regardless because... You guys are already like have already cool and have like a connection outside of the bedroom. This is just something you agree to do. But also similar to what you said, friends with benefits, they never last a long time. Friends with benefits happen and it's either the people become decide to become a couple together or they decide to cut things off. But I think since y'all have that friend aspect, I'm not saying you have to give it all. You see, but. This is someone you're being intimate with and fucking. So like at some point they're gonna see those signs that you're acting that way. So it it wouldn't be it would be unfair to not communicate that with them a bit. You know what I mean? Maybe a, a little bit, yes, but like yeah, you're not, not, not you're fully. not not fully. You're not in a relationship with the person, so you're you're not you know, they're not expecting you to act a certain way. So in my opinion, you don't really have to let them know yet. No, yeah, that's if fair. you see intentions of it like going somewhere, then yeah. Because, you know, when you have somebody that's friends with benefits, you're not doing relationship stuff. It's friends with benefits for a reason. And if you are doing relationship stuff, that's a sign that it's going to be a relationship. And that's when you would disclose, you know, what you need to disclose about, you know, maybe some insecurities that you have or like somebody cheated on me or like 
long distance or whatever, like the examples we brought up. But if you haven't, um, if you have no intentions of like dating this person and yeah, just because sometimes friends with benefits, you're friends with that person, but you're not that close. So you yeah. might not be comfortable, you know, like an acquaintance level kind of. Yeah, like an acquaintance level or even further than that. But you're just not that comfortable, you know, sharing that information with them yet. Then yeah, you don't yeah. have to. Yeah. So, yeah. But that was just really the big gist of it. So that that definitely helped me moving forward and mm-hmm. whatnot. Anything else you did this week interesting other than, you know, hanging out with Pizza Pizza Girl? Um no, that that was really the biggest highlight. That was the biggest highlight? Uh that same day, um I'm an idiot because Oh, we know that. <laughs> I went to pick her up and we were and I was driving. Oh, I know this. And um so I I was trying to hop on the highway in Manhattan to get to Queens because she had to she had to go run an errand real quick in Queens and um I'm I'm driving I'm about to I'm about to go through this tight one way and then there's a fire truck behind me so I'm like okay the fire truck has to get through so I I put on my right signal and I like pull over to the sidewalk Mm -hmm. but I didn't pull over to the sidewalk close enough so the truck went and it like slightly grazed the rear end of my car on the left side. But you say you didn't feel it, right? I didn't realize it because, whatchamacallit, it felt like I didn't hear, I didn't really feel like a bump and I didn't hear a scratch. Because you know when you hear a scratch, you hear like a skee, like an eek. Yeah. I didn't feel that. All I really felt was like, I just felt like the, the tire of the fire truck hit the bump, hit a bump, if that makes sense. You okay. know that? You know how you could feel that? That little bump? Yeah. Well, if your car hits a bump, if the other guy's tired, well, hits a bump, I, I like her no, that, but it. I didn't really feel nothing from the car. Okay. It was actually Pizza Girl. She was like, "Oh, did he hit? Did the fire truck hit your car?" And I'm like, "Nah, he didn't," because I didn't. I mean, I didn't recognize any of those sounds, or I didn't hear nothing, mm-hmm. or feel nothing. So then, whatever you drove later on, and then when I, when we got to the errand spot, she went inside. I looked at my car, and I saw like I had like a black scuff mark, mm-hmm. and I thought they were scratches. So I was like, "Ah, fuck." So I'm like hitting up my, my insurance agent to see what can I do with this and stuff. But then I'm an idiot because today, before when I left my house to come here to record the pod, I look at it again. It looks like most of it is dirt. I like scratch it a little and I see that all of it peels off. So I'm an idiot because, well, I'm an idiot because I realize all of it is just either light scratches or it's just dirt. So I know I can just like get like a towel. Clean it off. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad though because now I would have to go out of my way to like buy the stuff to like fix it and whatnot or like go to a shop because a shop would charge mad money for no reason yeah this is especially funny to me because i'm like in bed it's like 9 a.m chris calls me he's like yeah so what's the name of that you know mechanic shop that you went to and how do you <laughs> think they're gonna charge me and i'm like why what happened you got into an accident you okay he's like no nah, i'm fine but like a, a truck a fire truck scuffed the side of my car and i'm like oh really and i'm, I'm like, i know you were him. like a whole fire truck yeah in my head i'm like damn I ho- like his car must be destroyed and he's asking me for the for the for the shop number that i went to like months ago and then he's like um and then he's like yeah i was trying to get his info but like he left and stuff like that and i'm like damn hit and run he's like well, i didn't really feel it and i'm like what do you mean you didn't feel it and i i, I didn't think it happened he was like i didn't think it happened i'm like oh so it's not that bad and then he showed me a picture and i'm like in my head, I was like, most of that stuff comes off. And that's what I said to you. I was like, you could probably get that off. And you're like, nah, I'm going to hit up a shop. And it was hilarious because earlier in the day, he was like, you know, shop is going to be too expensive. So I'm going to just buy the stuff. And, you know, maybe you and I could try to figure it out and do it on our own. It shouldn't be too hard by watching YouTube videos. And I was like, all right, cool, man. Just let me know. And then he walks through the door. And he's like, 
yo, bro, so, like, it just, like, peels off with, like, a towel. And I'm like, you fucking dumbass. You didn't check? Like, that was the, that would be, like, the first thing I do. Like, I rub my hand on it to see, like, how bad it no, is. No, I, like, rubbed my hand, but it really came off. But then I just started scratching it. And I would, I'm like, like oh, do this... it with some water or something. Like, I always I, have water in the car. Because I, I looked at like... it again, and I'm like, this looks like dirt. Because, you know, I have that other scratch in the front, and that, like, went through the primer. So that's, like, on the car. This still looked like it was the top layer, you know? No, of it looks paint. like dirt. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's still the top layer of the coat of paint. So I'm like, I think this might be easy. And I then think, I figure, I'm like, this looks like dirt or whatever. I literally think he just rubbed his tire on your car and just got, like, dirt on your car. Maybe. He did, like, I can show you after. He did, like, scrape, like, a... <laughs> He, he fucking, he deli sliced like a part of my tire. <laughs> like, but it was like the ham, like they do the ham. Yeah, like that. But it was like a small part of the sidewall. Oh, you sure? So it was fine. You sure? No, it, it's small. Because like Trust the sidewall was the only time where like you could fuck up the tire. Really No, bad. but it was small. Though. I don't want you to be on the highway and your tire just pop. No, it it didn't affect my tire, my air pressure, nothing. It was like a, like, it was like a thin deli slice. Uh, you, I feel like you should, be, I'm no mechanic, but I feel like you should be fine. I, I'll show it to you. Yeah. And I was driving fine and it felt fine. Yeah, I could see it in a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, that was really it. For your week? For one week or, yeah, just what I wanted to say. Okay. I've been waiting to get into this. Okay. So, spoiler warning now. We're going to talk, well, Yusani's going to spoil On the Block and Venom Let There Be Carnage. If you haven't seen those and really want to see it leave the pod now because this is the last thing we're talking about and we're going to be done after this or that but if you don't care or if you have seen it interested then tune in but just in case for the people who are leaving let's plug ourselves real quick Sandy, where can they find you Sandy 15 on instagram and on tiktok Sandy 7 because i'm like james bond for me on Instagram, you can find me at Southpaws underscore Credence. So S-O-U-T-H-P-A-W-S underscore Credence. On TikTok, it's going to be the same thing. But for right now, it's Southpaw underscore Savage. I just haven't changed it yet. And if you guys want to follow us, the podcast account, it's Mind After Midnight underscore. On IG and TikTok, right? Yes. I believe it's the same on both. But on TikTok, I'm pretty sure if you... Type in mine after midnight. It'll show up. And um, if you guys have any questions you want us, you want to ask us and go in depth on the pod, because we'll have a questionnaire at the end of each episode, email us at mineaftermidnightcy at gmail.com and put an interesting subject down. And when you put your question and you put your interesting context behind it, just make sure to put your name, where you're from and how old you are and your gender. So we have an idea of where this is coming from to help. Yeah, and if you have any, like, quick questions for us, maybe personal questions or whatever, not too personal, but if you have any quick questions, you could do it at Mind After Midnight, just the Instagram account, or you could hit, just hit us up personally on Instagram, because that's where we're at the most. Yeah, so, those are plugs. So now, spoiler warning, which one are you talking about first? I'm talking about Venom. Okay, because I want to hear this, because I did not like the first one, and I didn't care about the second one. So, I just want to say first off... Is it bad? Not as bad as you think. Okay. Not as bad as you think. Okay, go ahead. It wasn't a great movie, Mm -hmm. but it was decent. It was decent. Will I watch it again? No. (laughs) I'm not going to watch that shit again. My girl really, really liked it. She gave it like a 9 out of 10. I was like, you're fucking wildin'. It's like a 6 out of 10. I was like, it's like a 6 out of 10, like maybe. Um... 
a nine. She's she's bugging. She lo- she really loved she really loved the first one. So maybe that's why she liked the second one. Nah, I, ne- I, I never watched like the, first. the first one. I saw the first one as a. I'm not the biggest Spider-Man fan, but as a decent Spider-Man fan, and Venom is one of my favorite villains. It was not a good movie. Um, I was in the theater like this shit sucks. <laughs> the main reason why I gave it a six out of ten is because it had its funny moments. So like you have Venom like arguing with the with the um, what's this guy with Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy with Tom Hardy. Yeah. That them having that chemistry. In the first one, that was the only good thing about the movie. That's what I'm saying. It was yeah. good. But, like, the rest of the movie was kind of weird because the villain, the way the villain popped up, I feel like they could have picked a better villain because it's just basically Venom fighting Venom. Mm-hmm. That's not that interesting. And the whole plot of the movie is this guy. I didn't watch the first one, so I don't know. But this guy, it's a serial, he's a serial killer. And then he's fucking, um, he sends a letter to Tom Hardy. And then Tom Hardy goes to visit him at prison. I don't know why he would do that. Just go peep at this random serial killer. I might be getting this wrong, but that's what I got from the movie. I was also like 10 minutes late to the movie because I couldn't find parking. Even though parking was included, but whatever. Weren't you in New Jersey? Yeah. Um, That's interesting. I'm going to get to that bullshit later. Okay. But, um, But yeah, so he just goes to visit him and then he gets really mad. So Venom pops out because he's saying some loud shit. And then he basically eats a piece of venom. And then that's how the new venom is born. Right. Carnage. Yeah. And then the whole movie is the guy from jail going to get his his girlfriend, his childhood girlfriend, that also has superpowers, but they don't explain how she has superpowers. She just the has blonde superpowers. Chick? No, she's not blonde. She's a, she's a black girl. Um, I, I don't remember if she had dreads or something like that. From the, main, the like main character's childhood friend? No, 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 no. The, the bad guy's. Oh, what was her name? Or you don't know? I don't remember. I I got like 10 minutes late to the movie. So maybe they did explain it, but I don't think they did. And yeah, the whole movie is just... They want to get married. And because Venom of Tom Hardy didn't believe in him, he wants him present at his wedding. So he literally, at his wedding, wants the one person that could beat him up. Present. Yes. Yes. That's not ridiculous. That sounds ridiculous. That's not ridiculous. So literally... First of all, first of all, this man has not seen this girl from what I can tell in years, right? Because they both been, she's been in like a, a, a black site, like somewhere off being like experimented on and he's been in jail. So they haven't seen each other in years. The first thing that they do is get married, steal a car and go get married and invite your enemies. Yeah, that's the first thing you do. No, I mean he's a serial killer, so he's he's deemed crazy. He's fucked up in the head, but yeah, that was basically the whole movie. And one of the parts that I did like about the movie is that Tom Hardy and Venom have like a dispute, and like they separate for like a good chunk of the movie. So, um, Venom has to find a new host, but he couldn't find one or whatever, and he's trying to eat chocolate. I miss my buddy. And he basically yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. missed his buddy, and then they came back. They had like a little funny moment where like. He has to apologize to Venom. Venom is being an asshole and shit like that. But yeah, movie, 6 out of 10. Not that great. Wait, but how does it end? And is there like a post-credit scene? I, I left as soon as it was done. But I wow. I don't remember if there's... I didn't check. It's a Sony movie. It's not a Marvel movie. I doubt it. But, I heard um, it had a post-credit scene. Oh. Let me look it up right now. Well, I don't know. Since we're here. But the way it ended was obviously Venom um, beat Carnage. Mm-hmm. Obviously, and then the girlfriend dies, too. I'm pretty sure she dies. The villain's girlfriend. Yeah, 
the villain's girlfriend dies. And then, um, so in the first movie, he had a girlfriend. Tom Hardy had a girlfriend. And she's engaged. And um, they stayed together. Her and her um, fiancé. So mm-hmm. Tom Hardy, uh-huh. I think he, I don't remember this well. This is how great the movie is. That I don't even remember the ending and it's been like four days. But if I'm not mistaken, he just goes off and like in his motorcycle type shit. Kind of like the first movie. It says here that the post credit scene reveals that um there's a that there's a there's a universe with Spider-Man with Tom Holland, I think. Let me double check. Yeah, I think I think towards the end they mentioned something about him leaving and maybe New York or something. So that's that might be where he's leading cuz the movie takes place in California. It doesn't take yeah. place in New York. What is it? Oh, no. So yeah, that's what I thought about the movie. Six out of ten. It says we discussed it in detail over the weekend, but the long and the short of it is that Venom reveals to Eddie a dimension where Peter Parker, as played by Tom Holland, exists. While Venom has been battling Carnage and Riot in the Venom in the Venomverse. Now it seems that, oh, so I guess the post credit was like putting him in the MCU. They're really gonna do that? I guess so. Um. I guess the Venom movies are about to get a lot better. It makes sense, though, because with the Spider-Man No Way Home, it's all about he's, like, going to different dimensions and shit. And they brought back, like, the Spider-Man-y, um, Doc Ock villain, you know? Yeah, and... So, um, I could see if, like, they implement... They're bringing back the other Spider-Mans, too. Yeah, so I could see if they implement, like, oh, it's another... Un- that That's, like, the entryway for, for this Venom to come in. Yeah, No Way Home is going to be a great movie, by the way. I'm so excited yeah. for that. I'm actually more excited for Eternals. Really? Yeah, I I think for me, what catches me... Obviously, I love the Spider-Man, but I like the the setting and like the cinematography and the colors for it. Oh. And it's like different from like the typical Marvel movies. At least that's what it's being presented. I think the story for Spider-Man... No Way Home? Yeah, No Way Home. No Way Home is, is going to be very, very interesting. That's like the main... Movie. like. That's like the fandom one of like, this is giving what the fans want. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's the what they want. looks good too. Yeah. Um. And yeah, my rating, 6 out of 10, not that good. You know what was kind of good was the last season of On My Block. Major spoiler warning again. I watched that. Damn, this feels like a great movie for me to watch like TV shows and shit. Like great movies and TV shows, except for Venom. Um, but yeah, On My Block, season four came out and i liked the season but my two favorite characters died my two favorite characters died who are they i don't know the show but one of them is spooky former gang member he cleaned up his life and went to live in the suburbs and as he was packing his shit to leave like the hood um his brother who is now the new leader of his old gang comes and he says that he got shot at, so he's scared, and he's like, just come with me to Portland, because he's moving to Portland. He's opened up a restaurant, which was his dream. It was established since, like, season one. While his brother is going in the house to grab something, I forgot what it was, he gets shot, so he dies. By who? Just some random thug? Literally, that's the most frustrating thing. We don't find out by who. Oh, so that's the cliffhanger. No, the show ended. It's canceled. Oh, it got canceled. It's the last season. So that meant to be the cliffhanger, but it got canceled. No, but they knew it was getting canceled, so I don't know why they... It's it's like presumed that it was another gang gang from the neighborhood because in the first season, they set up... um, What were, the, what were they called? 
I know the colors, like the Green Gang. I forgot what the name is, but um, the Prophets, the Prophets. They're called the Prophets. And the Prophets and the Santos have a problem, obviously. And in the first season, the Santos set up the Prophets, so like all of them go to jail. All of them go to jail. Sorry, I just had a voice crack. Yeah. You need some water? You haven't took a sip in a minute. Nah, I'm good. Okay. Um, this is too much, too interesting. But yeah, they set up the prophet so they all go to jail, like on some like crazy shit. Like he literally framed all these people, um, because he gave them dirty money like, mm-hmm. that wasn't laundered yet. He said it was, and they all go to jail. But by season four, some of them are getting out because they only got like two, three years, and you're starting to see their graffiti on the wall. And that's why, like, the main characters notice, like, oh, they're getting back. Like, it's a problem because we put them in jail. And then they were like, they're not going to figure it out because they don't know yet. Because they didn't know. They can't. They didn't connect it to the money yet. So that it's assumed that that's who who kills him. And his brother says, like, as soon as he's dead, he, like, he pulls out his gun. And he's like, he goes to his dad's, his pop's um, job. And he's like, I'm going to go kill him. But then his dad, dad talks, talks him out of it. And then he just moves on like that, like so quick. And it's crazy because like it feels like throughout the um throughout the show that like they have a pretty close relationship, him and his brother. So you would think like that he would want to do that. I'm not saying that he should have went there, got revenge, and then go to jail because that's what was gonna happen eventually. But I'm saying that like they could have written it better, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. But there was a nice moment where like he took his um his ashes, and he spread them along along the beach because that, that was where he wanted his, like, his final resting place to be. And it's kind of nice because instead of him choosing gang violence and shit like that, he kind of just, at that moment, chooses to, like, leave the life and shit like that. But it's still, I don't know, there was something not satisfactory, like, like eating at me that I didn't find out who did this. So, like, the ending still left you with something craving more. But it got canceled, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they knew that this was going to be the last season. Like, they announced it, so they could have written it better, in my opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's like, after all they've been through, like, throughout these four seasons, like, these kids have been through, like, some crazy shit. Like, the the ending was nice, where, like, um, one of the kids gets a good internship. The other two... um, Two of the kids are going off to college. Um, One of them is writing a book, and the last girl, she has to, like, go to community school because she's... Taking care of her pops. They did her dirty with that ending, but whatever. It was her dream to go to, like, Berkeley. Um, so, yeah, everybody got a nice ending, and it was it was wrapped up well. But his name was Spooky. But I feel like they could have ended the Spooky. Like, they could have tied it off better. Yeah. Like, I'm not upset that he died. Like, that's a fine creative choice. But they should have, like, ended it better. It left me craving, like, some... Clo- like you said earlier, some closure with the character. Like, I wanted to, like... <laughs> I need some closure. Because, like, it's still not over. That spooky guy shot in, like, the third episode. So, it was crazy. The other person that died, which is totally fine, Beth, is cool. Her name was Abuelita. And it was so funny because she was... That's com- grandma in Spanish, right? Yeah. She was the comic relief of, like, the show, kind of. And she would always like get into the the hijinks with the with the kids, and she would always help them out, give them rides to places and shit like that. But you find out in like the second or third episode that she's been having cancer this whole time for like a year, and shit and like that. She dies of cancer. And she dies of cancer. She dies a peaceful death, and she was an old lady, so I'm not I'm not mad at that death. But yeah, the whole and like the thing that pissed me off too is like they built it up because, like throughout the last few episodes. Um, one of the main characters, Jamal, Jamal is walking, is walking, right? And you see a black SUV following him. So I'm like, 
that's the guy who killed Spooky. He's like following him and he's trying to get everybody and shit like that. And it turns out at the end, it was just the guy that wanted to give him a job. <laughs> but I'm pretty they sure... playing with you. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure in the in the... In one of those scenes, they show that guy with a gun. So I don't know what the guy was doing with the gun. I feel like they didn't tie that off. Well, because he has a gun. Like in the very first scene where the Escalade shows up. is an Escalade, a big-ass Escalade. And then at the end of the show, you find out that that was like the guy that wanted to give him a job. But yeah, I feel like they should have ended it not better. The show ended fine. Like kids going to school and whatever. Going to college. A lot of shows in like that. Um... But they should have given my my man Spooky a better way to end end his death. I'm not gonna lie, for like half of the season, I was like, he's gonna come back, he's gonna come back. I thought he was gonna come back, and then when they showed his ashes and that he was spreading it on the ocean, I'm like, yeah, my man's ain't coming back. It's yeah, clear. it's unfortunate because a lot of there's a lot of Netflix shows like that where they're going good, but I don't know the reason, but Netflix will all of a sudden just tell them like, you know, you gotta end the show, so you gotta end it in this season, and it's done. Because that happened with, um, have you heard of BoJack Horseman? No. Oh. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I never watched it. That's like one of my favorite shows. And um, they end, it was ended early because Netflix told them they had to f- finish it, but they wanted to keep it going. So they kind of had to like wrap things up in a different pace than was no, expected. Wanted to, okay. Similar to How I Met Your Mother, because that show ended sooner than it was intended. Really? It was supposed to be longer than like, what, 10 seasons? I think yeah. it was 10 seasons. You couldn't tell like... Dude, the last season was, like, so rushed. Yeah, it was. The whole season is just, like, fucking Marshall on the bus trying to make it back. Yeah, it was, like, rushed. And it was because that actor that played Marshall, he didn't, um, he got tired of the role and he didn't want to do it anymore. Mm. So they Jason Segel, I believe. Yeah, so they asked him if he could, if, um, he would at least be willing to, like, stick out for one more season. And he was, like, cool enough to be, like, I'll do one more season, but then I'm done after this. So they had to, like, Mm. wrap everything up in one season. So that's why it also made it, like, the ending, like fall off and not be it, it, it was is, ass it is dumb because like oh how's how does how i met your mother end oh it ends with he doesn't end up with being with the mom but if they had more time to like you know build that up then it would have been better but yeah. because it was just so rushed yeah because it felt like the whole season is them and then the mother got like one episode or two. it's a waste of time because the whole show is waiting for the mom and then she dies of cancer, and oh, it was Robin all along. Yeah. It was cancer that she died of. I don't think they ever said. Cancer. Wasn't it cancer? It was. They said a disease. She got sick. But yeah, they never got, said anything. Oh well, she got sick. And she, she got sick. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but I will say this though. I'm glad that um, on my block didn't end the previous season. Like season three wasn't the last season because that ended on a massive cliff cliffhanger where like the kids. It's a two year time skip, so you're like and like. One of the main characters is still in the gang. Two of the two of the characters do get into a relationship, so that would have been fine. And one of the characters goes off to boarding school, and one of them is a football player. So everybody got like a nice wrap up for season three, except the guy that like is still in the gang. By season four, he's like left that life and shit like that. So that's cool. But you know how like it's corny, but like you know how like you want the main couple to end up together, and then they don't end up together. You have yeah, you have a, a couple you ship. Yeah, it was like. The com- the couple was Monty and um and Caesar. I wanted them to end up together because they they been together since like the first season, and then in this season, Caesar got a new girl, which I will say I do think is prettier than the main character. But I still wanted Monty and Caesar to end up together, just cause they've been through this shit for like three years, 
And it was so sad because she was at prom. Like last episode, they was at prom. And mm-hmm. then he went with the other girl. So she's like sad the whole episode. He did her slime. Yeah, I guess. But then it's established in the show that they hadn't talked for two years. So you can't really expect them to like leave his girl when they haven't talked in two years. No, yeah, that that's fair. That's fair. They did fuck though. So it just, they throw it out the window when they did that. Mm-hmm. But then the other couple gets back together. It's kind of complicated, but I'm glad it didn't end last season because my boy Caesar wouldn't have gotten a good ending. Even though Scoop, Spooky got a great ending last season. And then he died. Yeah, because in the last <laughs> season, you see him... By the way, I forgot to completely mention this. He had a daughter on the way. Like you see him like at his like at his house in the in in the, in the suburbs with his with his wife that's pregnant, that's about to give birth and shit like that. And I'm like, "Damn, he finally like he's not a gang member no more. He moved he moved out of the life. He got rid of the tattoos. He has a big ass neck scar on his neck um from like season 2 and shit like that." And I'm like, "I was so happy for my guy cuz he left." Season three, pow, pow, pow. He just yeah. dead. So, It'd be like that. Yeah, I think it added to the show because it showed the main character that like he can't stay in that life forever. And unless he died, I don't think he he would have realized that. No, mm-hmm. actually, I'm, I'm bugging. I'm bugging because he did realize that because when his house got shot up, he went to his brother so he could leave. So he had already made the decision on his own that he wanted to leave. So right. there was no reason for them to kill his brother in the in the show. Like he, it was established already that he wanted to leave that life. And he was never about that because season one and two is him trying not to be a gang member and shit like that and trying like to stay away from that as much as he could. But yeah, that was my breakdown of it. Ending, eight out of 10. Could have been a lot better. But way better than Venom. The whole show is like a masterpiece compared to Venom. No, yeah. But um, yeah, we went Venom pretty long, so I think we'll call it from there. Yeah, I think we're good now. So, um... That was episode, this was episode two of the Mind After Midnight podcast. Thanks for tuning in and listening to us, guys. We already plugged ourselves in earlier, so be sure to check us out on social media. We will also post video clips of the pod. Um, Definitely give a like to those and share them. Um, Share them to a friend who you think will enjoy this podcast as well. And yeah, so um, we'll see you guys next week for the next one. Thanks. All right, take care.